Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you remember what you were afraid of when you were eight years old? I guess from some of your laughter, you don't. Um, I do. Uh, I remember at least one thing that I was afraid of when I was eight. Uh, it was roller coasters. Yeah, they looked kind of cool when I would go to amusement parks with all the loops and the drops and everything, but they looked even cooler as long as I wasn't on them. Now, uh, one summer, or I should say, for one spring break trip that year, eight years old, my parents decided we would go on a special trip. See, my brother, Matt, was in marching band, and the marching band was going to go down to Disney and play in the Magic Kingdom parade. And so my parents thought, well, what a great idea. We'll all go on vacation at spring break. It'll be great. So usually when we went to amusement parks, like growing up, we went to Six Flags in New Jersey quite often. My dad and my brother would always go on roller coasters together. And my mom and I would kind of wait in line. And then eventually she'd take me to a more kid-friendly part of the park. Well, what I didn't realize was that without my brother around, Disney wouldn't exactly be the same thing. See, my brother was going to be off with his friends in the marching band and playing and going on roller coasters with them. And so all of a sudden, my dad looked at me to go on the roller coasters with him. And there were only so many times that I could convince him that the Toy Story ride was getting the job done. <laughs> so, uh, eventually, he says, we're going to do this. We're going to do it together. It's going to be okay. And I was scared. I remember seeing all the loops and everything, and like I said, it was fun from a distance, as long as I wasn't on it. Well, finally, we get in line, and eight-year-old me is, well, thinking to himself, I can do this, I can do this, don't cry, I can do this. Now, of course, the line took forever, or at least that's how it felt winding and winding back and forth until hearing all the screams and everything, we finally get to the place where I can see people taking off. They're getting in and out of the ride. Now this was an indoor roller coaster, so there really was no outside. I could only see getting in and then getting off. So people are strapping themselves in and I'm thinking, okay, this looks pretty safe. I think I can do this. I'm feeling pretty good right now. After everyone does the locks and checks and, you know, the, the, the dispatcher, the announcer comes on, he said, locks and checks, all clear. Everyone have a rock and roll of a time on the Aerosmith roller coaster. Then he counts down. He goes, three, two, one. And the roller coaster goes, and launches into the darkness. And that's when it hit me. The tears came flooding. The fear came back. I mean, the snot was everywhere. I was panicked so afraid of what I was about to do. My mom looks at me and she goes, it's okay, papito, you don't have to go on the ride. We'll just walk right across, we'll go off, no big deal. My dad looks at me and says, oh no, you have to go on this ride and you're gonna be just fine. We're gonna do it together. Now, he, he said that in the most loving way. But uh, if you've been on a roller coaster in the last 20 or 30 years, you know that one of the things they've added to roller coasters is a place where they take your photo. Why? I'm not entirely sure. However, I think it may be reserved for moments like this one. Ah, yes. Eight-year-old me on that very roller coaster. 
Now what you can't see, well, you can see the fear. What you can't see is my mom sitting next to me telling me it's going to be okay or trying to as we're flying through the darkness. What you can see though is my father right in front of me, clearly just ready to go on the ride, seemingly doing just fine. Now, of course, I look back on this photo with fond memories. I love roller coasters now. I also love my father and happy Father's Day to all of you out there who put your kids through stuff like this. But uh, now, of course, also when I look back on that photo, I realize that I'm glad because I faced that fear. I overcame fear on that day. But at the same time, I realize that when it comes to fear in our lives, it's not always that simple. That overcoming our fears and even facing our fears, at least in my experience, isn't always that easy. That for me, I find myself struggling with the same fears over and over and over again. And in moments like that, I'm reminded that fear can have a lot of power in our lives. And in this morning's story from Scripture, we actually get to see the power of fear in action. But we also get to see the one who has the power over fear. So we're picking up in Mark chapter 4. We were in the same gospel last week. In fact, the same chapter of Mark 4. Uh, Jesus had just finished teaching through the parables. We heard that God is working. And now Jesus says, okay, we're going to gather the disciples together. We're all going to get in some boats and we're going to travel to the other side. And Jesus decides, you know what? I'm pretty exhausted from all that teaching. All you teachers out there probably get it. And so he says, I'm going to rest. So they're on the boats now and Jesus is trying to rest. And much like a teacher today, his rest doesn't last that long. Because all of a sudden, a storm rolls in. And this wasn't your average storm. The, the way that scripture talks about it, the wind is so strong. The waves are beating against this boat. The water is starting to fill the boat and the disciples are terrified. I mean, remember, some of these guys were fishermen before they started following Jesus. And so it's fair to think they've probably seen a storm or two in their life, but nothing like this. This storm was so bad for some of them, it might have even been their worst nightmare. And so, they run. They run downstairs to Jesus, down to the stern of the boat. And they wake him up. Teacher, teacher, why are you not worried? Do you not care that we are about to die? This was a life or death situation for the disciples, at least from their perspective, based on what was happening in that storm. And then Jesus wakes up. And when he does, he speaks. And he says, peace, be still. And the storm vanishes. In fact, I love the way scripture says it because scripture says there was a dead calm. A peace like no other. And then he looks at the disciples and he says, why are you still afraid? Have you still no faith? You know, if we're being honest with one another, we're all afraid of something. There are those common fears like being afraid of flying or afraid of heights, afraid of roller coasters, spiders and snakes. And then, of course, there are the deeper fears, like the fear of failure or the fear of public speaking, the fear of not getting accepted out of school, the fear of underperforming at work. There are financial fears, like the fear that you're in too much debt, the fear that you might not have enough to retire. The fear that one day your medical bills are going to put you into debt. There are social fears. Certainly a lot of us 
have had to overcome those even in the past few weeks, and there are some of us still dealing with them. The, the fear of being around one another again. The fear of not being enough. And then, of course, there are those fears that we have for one another. Like a parent who fears that their child is not going to do well in life. Or like a child who feels that their parents aren't doing well. Or in the context of our relationships, a spouse who's seemingly uninterested. And then, of course, there are those fears that we don't share. The fears that keep us up at night. The fears that follow us all the day long as if they're just whispers over and over again. And fear can be a powerful thing. Fear is something that can cause us to feel anxious and sometimes not even want to do anything. Fear can cause us to feel unworthy and unloved. Fear can cause us to feel ashamed. And in fact, when fear seemingly controls us, it causes us to feel just like the disciples did on that boat that day. That there's times when the things that we are afraid of cause us to feel as though they're going to lead us to death. And sometimes they do. Sometimes the very things that we are afraid of can lead to death. And even then, we're reminded of what Jesus does. Jesus says, peace. Be still. When the disciples come to him with all their fear, with their fear of dying, Jesus simply wakes up and he speaks right into that fear. He says those words, peace be still, and he brings peace in that moment, and he speaks over, he overcomes that fear for the disciples right then and right there. That is who Jesus is. He is the one who overcomes fear who speaks through it and into it, and just like that, fear is no more. No storm is going to be over him. No storm is going to harm him or those around him. And even if it did, even if that storm would have killed the disciples right then and there, even then, Jesus still saves them. That ultimately, even if they were to face death, Jesus has overcome death through his death and his resurrection. And so not even their greatest fear, perhaps, can be stopped. Because Jesus will overcome it. And if you notice in that story that we don't really hear the disciples are actually afraid of the storm. We just infer from the details. I mean, they say that they're worried about dying. But it's not until after Jesus speaks that in Scripture we hear the disciples actually express a sense of fear or, as some translations say, great awe. That after Jesus says, peace be still over this storm, they look at him and they realize this is the one who has power over fear. This is the Lord over all creation that even the wind and the rain and the storms Listen to his voice. In this moment, they realize that the power over fear, the one who has the power over fear, who overcomes that fear, is also the one who has the power to save them from their every fear. It's Jesus. It always has been for them. It always will be. And in that same way, we look at Jesus, that when we overcome our fears, when we step into our fears, 
We look at Jesus with that same sort of shock and awe as he speaks over them. That he is the Lord of all. That he promises to walk through our fears with us every step of the way and that he has overcome them. And that because of him, one day, we too will no longer be afraid. That the presence of Jesus in our lives, the way that he works in our hearts, is to put faith over fear. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the work of the Spirit in our hearts and minds, we have faith over fear. But here's the thing. I know that uh, some of you already know this. Many of you already believe this. You know that you have faith over your fears, that Jesus is with you no matter what, but you're still afraid. I am. We still have fears that we face. We still have moments in which we are afraid. And yet this story teaches us of two things that we can still do in the midst of our fear each and every day. The first one is to be like the disciples. Run to someone. Certainly run to Jesus, but uh, think back to when you were a kid. When you were afraid, you ran to mom or to dad or to grandma or to grandpa, to someone who was bigger and stronger and who would save you, protect you from those fears. As adults, we still have fears, and so our response shouldn't change. That we should run and reach out to people in our lives who love us, who are willing to sit and walk through our fears with us to tell us that we are not alone. You are not alone in your fear. There are people who love you, who are willing to listen to you, and who are willing to walk through your fears with you, to remind you that Jesus goes with you. So reach out in the midst of fear. And the second thing we do is, like the disciples, we go to Jesus, but perhaps more significantly, we remember that he has overcome all of our fears. Trust in his promise to you that when you bring your fears to him, no fear is too big, no fear is too great. That for Jesus, all he needs to do is say, peace, be still. No amount of fear will overcome him. No amount of fear can stop him from saving you. He's already done it. And his promise to you is that you hang on to that. That in the midst of fear, you have faith. That fear has no power over Jesus. Jesus is the one who rules over fear, who rules over all things. And so when you are afraid, remember those words from Jesus. Peace. Be still. That power lives in you as he does. Whether in the face of a roller coaster or in the midst of whatever storm life may throw at you. When Jesus speaks, fear is no more. May this promise fill you with hope and his power every time you face your fears. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we continue in worship, we do so as we confess our common Christian faith found in the words of the Apostles' Creed, and I invite you to stand as you are able.